Now, there are four ways, or there, there could be many, how God speaks. Number one, God speaks globally. There are people that God speaks and they carry a global message of what God is doing. I've met people who are praying for the war in Ukraine. Some of you have never prayed for that war because you don't have a global burden. But there are people that God has given burden even for China. And anytime they are praying, God begins to reveal to them global phenomena. And then we have what we call now national prophecies where God gives direction for a nation. And then we have congregational prophecy. Like a gathering like this, God can give direction. Because every congregation and every gathering, they are in different phases and in different seasons of life. And then we come now to what we call personal prophecy. That simply means God can give you a personal word. And, and you, you are in a congregation, you are in a nation and in a globe, but you have a personal word. And the reason why we have personal prophecies is because all of us are in different seasons in life. There are some people in the season of plenty, some are in the wilderness. And so God in his wisdom will allow you to have a personal word that carries you along. Let us look at Jeremiah chapter number 1 and verse 12. Jeremiah 1 and verse 12. What happens is that the emotions of God are dictated by the word of God. If you want to know the direction that God is taking, you need to locate the word that God has spoken. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well for I am ready to perform my word. The Bible says he has exalted his word above his titles. So anytime God releases a word, that word begins to dictate the direction of God. Isaiah 55.10 Isaiah 55.10 The word of God does not leave heaven to come and excite men. The word of God leaves heaven to come and establish a matter in the realms of men. Isaiah 55.10 For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Look at 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. When the rains come down they must water the ground and provoke something to come up. The word of God is always sent for a mission, a purpose, and an assignment. And it shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. So the Lord has a nature of always sending his word. And that word, God watches over it to perform it. So, if you want to know what God is about to do, locate what God has already said. Because he moves in the direction of his word. In the book of Isaiah chapter number 6 and verse 1, Isaiah chapter number 6 and verse 1, Isaiah chapter number 6 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now we begin to see 
that an ear is mentioned and an event is also mentioned. That begins to tell me sometimes God will use what is knowable to man to do his work. I want to assure you that God does not need that first to speak. But because that pattern is known to man, him being a father and being God can decide to use that first to convey his word that is supposed to manifest in a certain season. Are we together? When you begin to mature, you, some of us, my ear begins in August. I mean October. October is when I get directions of the next season. I don't move with calendars. I move with seasons. But because he's a father, he might use that which you know to communicate that which you don't know. And that's why now sometimes we get prophetic words of the ear, which is just a direction of what God wants to do. And so he packages it through his word and relays it over men. Proverbs chapter number 29 and verse 28. Proverbs 29 and verse 28. Where there is no revelation, some version, maybe you can put that in NIV so that we can get it clear. NIV. NIV so that we can get it clear. Where there is no revelation or where there is no vision. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Where there is no vision, people perish. That's the other interpretation. What does that mean? That name revelation is the vision. That vision is prophecy. Now, in the old pattern, anytime God never spoke, Israel was stuck because they relied on the spoken word of God and they needed God to give them direction on what they need to do. And that begins to tell you where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So when there is no prophetic vision, there is delay, there is derails, and matters cannot be established. Look at 1 Kings chapter number 22 and verse 5. 1 Kings 22 and verse 5. Now you see why you need a pyro and a pen. You can't cram all these scriptures. You have to write them down. Imagine if John, John the Revelator was in Patmos without a Bible. Will not have the book of Revelation. Jesus showed up and said, write what you see. Meaning that as they were casting him there, he knew I need to carry, I'm a prophet, I need to carry my books. Yes, writing is biblical. 22 verse 5. 22, 1 Kings 22 verse 5. Also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, please inquire for the word of the Lord today. These are men who wanted to go to battle, but they needed clarity of that battle. So he requested them to inquire of the word of the Lord today. Look at 6. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the Lord. He gathered prophets. But these prophets were prophets by title but not dealings. Look at 7. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire? So you can have prophets but they are not of the Lord. Jehoshaphat was a righteous king. He wanted to know the word of God, not intelligence by familiar spirit. Because whatever God has not uttered, he is not mandated to fulfill. God does not fulfill the wishes of men. God only fulfills that which he has. He is bound by his word. 
Now he asked, is there no still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Then look at the title they gave him. They said, so the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is still one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Why? Because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say such things. Listen, prophecy is prophecy, whether doom or encouragement. The Bible says, in the last days, they shall appoint pastors and prophets so that they can teach them and prophesy to them what their each ears want to hear We're in those days. Men believe a prophet is one that tells you you will prosper, you will increase. There are people who tell you wilderness is coming but the grace is sufficient. He's still a prophet. You can hate the man but the problem is that when he speaks it is too late. His word will come to pass. Now the Bible says there were prophets but there was the prophet of the Lord. We live in a time where there are prophets. It takes discernment to know the prophets of Meaning that for them to be called prophets, they used to give prophecies. And maybe things used to come to pass. But there was still a prophet of God. Look at 17.22. The same verse, fasting 22, 17-22. 17-22. Then he said, I saw all Israel scatter on the mountain. He was asked, so what do you think? Should we go for this battle? He began to prophesy. He said, I saw all Israel scatter on the mountain as sheep. That have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. Look at 18. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you? He will not prophesy good concerning me, but I came to tell you, church, the word of God is the word of God. Not the one you love, the whole council. Some of you, you read Psalms because they're encouraging. Please go and read Revelation. Yes. Go and read where the Bible says, Be ye holy as your father is holy in heaven. That is still the word of God. Yes. Go and read where the Bible says, God cannot be mocked. He's a reward of men. Yes. Whatever a man soweth, that is what he shall reap. It's still the word of God. Don't pick that which massages your ear. Pick the whole counsel. And you will grow in balance. And the king said, Did I not tell you he will not prophesy? See what he said. Then Micah can say, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. I saw the Lord. And the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? This was a setup of Ahab death. So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a lying spirit volunteered. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. What will I become? Look at 22. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Meaning that the king had his prophets, but the Lord had his prophet. Don't be appointed by man to prophesy to them. That's why I don't need a man here with a microphone. Responding. Should I prophesy? Now that means I am not the prophet of God. I am your prophet. I am at the masses of your seed, the masses of your shout, and the masses of your response. So there are two prophets here. One was in heaven where the meeting was happening. He saw a spirit ascending saying, I will become a light. No, go to the next. <laughs> Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster. 
against you. Ah. Listen, now this is the one of the prophets of the king. Zedekiah, the son of Chana, went near and struck meek on the cheek and said, which way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? Huh. Look at him. And Micah said, indeed you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. Whatever I am telling you is not rumor. I was in a meeting in heaven. I am coming from heaven and the Lord was there and I saw the meeting and what I'm telling you is what was happening in heaven. You, you are coming from a chamber. I am coming from heaven. Where the meeting was happening is where I was. And the Bible says this man came with two horns, prophetic signs. In this meeting and he told the king, as these horns are. Hey. And you know we have to deliver Kenyans from prophecy. Yes. People love prophecies. Some of you have prophecies upon your life and you don't look like them. Someone told you, I see the anointing of Bill Gates and you're still in a bed sitter. Please, my brother. Ah, ah. Don't be excited. The Bible says by a witness of two, a matter is established. I see the anointing of Catherine Kulma and you are eating even tight. That woman lived in fastings. You've never even healed anyone and the anointing of Catherine Kulma is upon you. And prayer is not your friend. So we, oh, there is what we call presumptuous prophecy where we prophesy according to how you look like and appear. And we assume. And some of you get excited. Please know the Lord and know his voice. And guess what? In this New Testament, look at the book of Hebrew chapter number 1 and verse 2. Let me tell you how God speaks in our day. <sighs> Hebrew chapter number 1. Let me, if God was to speak to you, yes, he will take you back to his word. Hebrew chapter number, Hebrews in chapter number 1, verse 1 and 2. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to their fathers by their so the word is spoke. Has these last days, that's what? Spoken. By his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So, in time past he spoke in our day he has spoken so matters about your life have already been spoken so god is not you can you go for 40 days god will open the bible for you that's why women of old intercessors will come and say wakati nilikuwa mlimani mungu alinipatia isaiah 19 they they never came with what we are seeing today I'm taking a corner. I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your fridge. Those are not prophets. Those are seers. A prophet will come with the sure word of God. Because I send my word. And I watch over my word to perform it. That is true prophecy. And that's why when you read the Bible, you are reading sure prophecy. I may never tell you many things, but I can declare scriptures. I'm prophesying to you. I may never tell you, I see you on dead 14 in a red tie in this street. Listen, those could be spiritual intelligence, but not prophecy. Even witches and diviners do that. Hmm? That's why you need to test the spirit behind the prophecy. To a woman appears and interrupts Paul on his way to prayer. Prophecies interrupt men on their way to prayer. Because the only way to hear God is prayer. So this woman shows up. The Bible calls her a servant. Acts 16, 16. The Bible says, and there was a slave girl who had a diviner spirit. So Paul was going to prayer. 
and it was on their way to prayer. Where is prayer? Prayer is where God speaks. Now, if I'm going to hear God, 1616, if I'm going to hear God and I'm intercepted, where I go to hear God and someone tells me what God has said, will I go to prayer? Now, it happened as we went to prayer. Majority of the people have abandoned prayer because they received prophecy and they thought that's the word of God. Please go and hear for yourself. God is not afraid of you that he must send me. Yeah. Now it happened as we went to pray that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought our masters much profit by fortune telling. Look at 17. And when we come to the business group we will come and teach you dimensions where business becomes spiritual. The Bible says she brought her master's profits by fortune telling. Now this is in the city where Lydia is. Lydia is a kingdom business woman without a covering. There is a level where business becomes spiritual. You are not dealing with currency. You are dealing with spirits and altars. There are men in this town that relied on divination. Lydia relied on Paul's grace. That's not my message, but we shall come and teach you marketplace apostolic infrastructure. Yeah. So that you know you are in a territory where people survive by divination. How will you survive by prayer? Lydia was a prayerful woman. There is a level in life where matters become spiritual, not economical. There are doors that don't open. Because you have a degree and a PhD in commerce. They open because there is a backing in the spirit. Huh. Look at this woman. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of? Very true. No lies. No lies. And this she did for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed. Turned and said to the spirit, not the girl. The problem was not. Paul never refuted what she said. Paul dealt with the spirit. She said the truth. But the spirit was not the spirit of truth. If I be a prophet, last year I said it to rain in April. Did it rain? Yes, it is the truth. But which spirit? Which spirit? Did I tell you a door will open? Yes. Did it open? Yes. If I be a man of God? Yes. Which spirit? I'm here to tell you, don't be excited for data. Interrogate the source. And you can see how deceptive. Paul did not attack at the one. Maybe Paul thought, wow, what a prophetic woman. Later he looked at how this, this pattern operates and realized this is not the pattern of the Holy Ghost. This is another pattern. We call it familiar spirit. Ah, may you love prayer. May you love where God speaks. So that you are not deceived by any man. So that you are able to take yourself and hear God for yourself. When you hear God, it brings conviction. When you hear man, you are just convinced. That's why the devil tempted Eve. Eve never had God. Eve heard from Adam. God spoke to Adam and said, Adam, thou shalt not eat of the tree. So when Eve came, it was Adam who did Garden of Eden orientation. Said, babe, you know, I hear you can take no problem. Those oranges, those are good. They said, now listen, here, 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 please. This one, mark my words. Here, 
God said, God said that we should not eat of this tree. And please, this is a serious matter. Don't eat of it. And Eve was a good student. She even added and said, even touching I'll not touch. Adam, my pastor, I've heard what you've said. And the devil came. And guess what the devil asked Eve? Did God really say? In short, are you a student of God or Adam? Eve never answered that question. And then he said, do you know when you eat, your eye will be open and you shall be like God. That excited her. And at that time, I don't know why, she was convinced. The devil could not go to Adam. If the devil had to ask Adam, did God really say? He would say, sir, I was there. I know what he said. I heard him with my ears. That does not mean that Eve was weak. It's the order of transfer of information. She was a number two of that data. Now, let me stick to my sermon. A prophetic word is an eternal divine truth. A prophetic word is an eternal divine truth. Is an eternal divine truth. A prophetic word is an eternal divine truth. Downloaded in the realm of man and the realm of time. A prophetic word is an eternal divine truth. What does that mean? It existed with God. So it is not something that God is thinking about. It was in him. And now it is released on earth and in the dimension of time. A prophetic word is the headlines of heaven in the realms of men. It is when God permits you to see the news headlines of heaven. Hallelujah. Meaning that if God tells me, I was given a prophetic word when I was one day old in salvation. I was told there is a ministry. 12 years later it came to pass. Now God had seen 12 years ago, he was updating me of a reality in Zion of who I am. God never waited for 12 years to organize a board crisis meeting and ask, this guy is becoming old. He cannot be a rapper anymore. What do we do with him? There was no meeting. The Lord knew my life. In fact, the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. That is why once in a while, he will send genuine prophets. Or once in a while, he will give you a word to put you aligned. And so, in Amos chapter number 3, 7 to 8, we see a certain pattern. Amos 3, 7 to 8. I'm just laying a foundation, then I give the direction of the ear. Is that okay? Amos chapter number 3, 7 to 8. The Bible says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So, according to God, Prophecy is a secret. Why is it a secret? It is only known by God. When he reveals it to a man and the man shares it, it becomes prophecy. And there is a place where secrets are relayed. It is called the secret place. You can never activate prophetic ears if you don't activate your prayer life. God does not speak in boardrooms. He speaks in the secret place. That's why the Bible says, and Eli sat 
on his usual place. And Samuel was lying next to the altar. And that's why there is a level of intercessory. Where people begin now to hear God. Because they are where God is talking. You are not a prophet, but your ears are now open. I want to assure you, you give yourself to prayer, you will hear conversations of heaven. Yes. It doesn't mean you're a prophet, but you are where he speaks and God is forever speaking. The problem is, who is available to hear what he's saying? Eli knew the voice of God, but Eli knew he was not where God speaks. That's why he came and asked Samuel, what is he saying? And whatever Samuel was told had nothing to do with Samuel. It had everything to do with Ella. God is still speaking. I fear men of prayer when they talk to me. Because I know they are coming from a place where God speaks. And this has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with availability. Samuel never knew the voice, but he had. Meaning that God is speaking, but is there anyone who can hear what he's saying? And then now it goes to eight. Look at eight. The Bible says a lion has rolled. When a lion rolls, it is there to raise the attention of the jungle. When prophecy is released, it ought to raise the attention of men to God. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who cannot but? So when men pick the word of God and speak it, they are prophesying. The true word of God. There's one day I was in prayer. I asked the Lord, how is it? Uh, we are making heavy declarations and nothing is happening. And he told me because I never told you to make them. So I'm not bound by what you're saying. One day the Lord asked me, those things you preach, do you believe them? Or you are just giving men notes? Called my pastors, I told them, please, before you pray, ask yourself, you know, it's easy to stand here and tell you, God can. And then you go back to your battles. And from that time, I told the Lord, it must begin with me. Yes. First Samuel. 16, 4 to 5. 1 Samuel 16, 4 to 5. This is Samuel going to the house of Jesse. And this journey is very powerful. When Samuel enters, 16, 4 to 5. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? You can see those who invited him and those who encountered him elders the the location of elders in a city is the gates the bible says and proverbs 31 woman she brings honor to her husband at the gates the husband of a proverbs 31 is a gatekeeper an intercessor so you are there looking for proverbs 31 and you're not a gatekeeper god cannot give you So the first people that met Samuel were elders. Because the location of elders was at the gates. And they asked, do you come peaceably? Why? Look at the book of Samuel. Chapter 1 Samuel 3, 19. 
The entry of Samuel was not the entry of a man. It was the entry of a prophet. And the entry of a prophet is the entry of the word of God. Because a prophet carries the word. He said, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. And let none of his words fall to the ground. You see, the word there is not capital H. It was the words of Samuel. Because the words of Samuel were the words of God. So by the time he was coming, they knew this man, whatever he says must come to pass. So they were not receiving a man. Have you never heard the Bible says they entertain angels? That name angels does not mean celestial uh, uh, beings, that, beings that came from the realms of the heavens. It means carriers of the message of God. An angel is angelos, a messenger, a carrier. The Bible says they entertain carriers of his message without knowing. Sometimes you don't open door to a pastor, you open door to the word of God in a man. And that is the protocol of Zion. There are times God will wrap his word in a man. So when you receive that man, you are not just receiving a man, you are receiving the word of God in a man. But, but we have to teach it in balance so that again, we don't glorify the man above the word. Yeah. Bible says when Paul saw them trying to worship them because of a miracle, they tore their garments. They say this is this is now above us. The, the, the power we are healing with is his. Our, these hands are ours, but the power is his. Our hands are ordinary hands without his power. So you better worship him. I, I don't refuse you honor men, but again, there's a level of honor that now becomes idolization. Yeah. And you shake my hand and stay there five minutes. The ordinary man is only by the grace of God that sometimes he entrusts us with stuff. We can't even write any formula of getting what we get because it's by the grace. Hallelujah. And now at this time, Samuel is coming and they know prophecy. A prophet is coming. There are men that come, but whatever is coming is not a man, but prophecy. That's why as a church, we also need to be accommodated to other graces. I am not Alpha Omega. I don't carry the whole counsel of God. One man can be sent here for a destiny. I've had testimony. People tell you, when Prophet Moneki came, when Bishop Awire came, when Pastor Mark came, meaning that when that man came, Samuel came. And when Samuel came, number one, anointing came. That's the first thing that happened. When Samuel came, anointing came. Why? There was a boy that needed to be anointed. And the carrier of that anointing was Samuel. When Samuel came, anointing came. When Samuel came, prophecy came. A young boy, 16 years old, thought he was a shepherd. A word came that you're the next king. Prophecy came. When Samuel came, destiny came. Destiny came. Someone's destiny was tied to the arrival of Samuel. When Samuel came, a shift came. A man shifted from a shepherd to a king. Prophecy will shift you from who you think you are to what God wants you to be. 
Samuel came and said, go and bring me the man. The Lord said, anoint a man in the house of Jesse. All the men were brought. According to the definition of men. And then he was asked, is there no still any man? He said, there is a young boy. He said, yes. In that young boy, there is a man. And now the man came that deserved the anointing. And that was a shift from that day. After that anointing, the man began to fight national battles. The battle of Goliath was not the battle of David. It was the battle of Saul. It was kingdoms. But when anointing came, a shift came. He's now showing up in battles that don't concern him. And you read that, you read that story, the Bible says, he said to Goliath, I come in the name of the Lord. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And the Bible says, he charged towards him. There was a rift and people were running away from Goliath. And the man would rise and say, if you are there, if you beat me, you've beaten Philistine. I just need one man. He looked at them and said, who is this? One that has no covenant. Then Goliath began to curse him with the gods. He said, oh Goliath, you don't know what you've done. You have introduced one that loses no battle. He said, now I come in the name, in the character of him that has never lost any battle. And the Bible says, at that hour, he charged towards Goliath. A short man charging towards a big man. You know, when we were young, we used to have something called Vukailaini. And men will tremble. And you begin to threaten people and say, before damu ambulance, But that time you know it's fear talking. But there are those crooked people who used to cross and say, Do you mean me? That's what he did. He crossed the enemy line and was ready to contend with him. Anointing came. Alignment came. When prophecy comes, there is alignment. People know what they need to do. Like now, there is a prophecy. We are going to get the land debt free. There is a prophecy. Now, we are not told how. But I know the headline came. It will be debt free. So what does that tell me? I should not begin to worry. How the money will come. Mine is now to begin to design and structure. How we are going to move. I wish you can see how we are pushing the sellers to, to move quickly because they are delaying us. It's not that we have that money, but the way we are talking, we are talking in prophecy. Yeah. Prophecies are not there to strategize. They are there to obey. Yes. We, we can't be suffering here the way we are. We need big space. It's automatic and it's a time. So we have to move. So there is alignment. So when I'm praying, I'm praying in an aligned manner. I know, Lord, you have already provided. How, I don't know. And how it will come, I don't know. Is it through one person? I don't know. Is it maybe the owners even will get a burden and say, ah, your land chukweni. We don't know how it will come. But one thing I know, there is a land and we are moving and the Lord has spoken, period. Hmm. When Samuel came, divine direction came. When Samuel came, divine order came. Seven things happen. Anointing, prophecy, destiny, shift, alignment, direction, and order. I believe out of this service, there will be order, there will be shift, there will be direction, destinies will be restored. Whatever the Lord has ordained for your life will come to pass. One word from Zion is enough to put your life in the right direction.
The voice of the Lord is very key in a generation. Very key. This very Samuel, Saul could not survive without the voice of Samuel. In fact, there is a time when Samuel died and Saul had to awaken the spirit of Samuel to get prophetic direction. We will read this one for your own sake. First Samuel 28, 1-7. First Samuel. The story is in the story. First Samuel 28, 1-7. That's why when you begin to hear language, mababu, this is where it comes from. Consulting the spirits of the dead is called necromancy. It is an ancient technology that even our forefathers know it. They have a way they can face the mountain and invoke the spirit of the ancestors. I read a book written by the first president of Kenya called Facing Mount Kenya. And it is dedicated to the gods. It is there in our libraries. The, the dedication of that book is to the gods and the spirits of the fathers that are dead in that mountain. Those are the founding fathers of this nation. I, it is in public domain. So when I see a leader in our day that go through power by the elements of the church facing that mountain, it troubles my spirit. Yes. Troubles my spirit. The church may not talk, but it troubles my spirit. Because we can never double standard God. Yeah. It is either the altar of Yahweh or the altars of your tradition. In this realm, we, it is not a diplomatic matter. It is a committed agenda. Which God will you serve today, O Israel? Is it Baal or Jehovah? Yes. And the challenge is that we pray for leaders and it reaches a point. They either abandon the church or the church abandons them. The tragedy is not praying a man into power. It's sustaining the man in power by prayer. Because when the men sit on thrones, that's when the hijacking comes. Yes. I will tell you right on this pulpit. The handshake was a product of prayer. But we said amen and it was hijacked. So whatever it was meant to, be, to bring from a spiritual angle, it was hijacked and it became a political tool. Yes, that's the fact. Because we were almost entering into anarchy when we were praying for the handshake. Men were asking for guns. If you look for that video, the first time people said, let's divide Kenya. You know, we stay in Kiambu. We don't know what's happening in other counties because all of you we are from the same tribe. Matters were serious. They had even proposed a map where Kenya is divided. Kikuyu, you stay there and you rule forever. Where? People are asking for guns. And some were even recovered in Mombasa. You saw that thing? We were, we were almost becoming a banana nation. And there was a contention in the spirit concerning the heart of Kenya. Or it not for the intervention. Then after that handshake, everything was hijacked. So even now, the church should not stop praying. Yes. Listen. Prophets are not sent just to endorse and anoint. They are also sent. Nathan came and told David, you have messed up with Bathsheba. It was a prophet that anointed David into power. But it was a prophet that announced judgment over his throne. That's why the Lord must separate the church from the state. Let the state be and let the church be. So that we can speak and say you are blessed and you're in the right direction. 
all ye leaders. And we can also rise and say, that is not the way. Because when you are together, sometimes friendship makes people know. You know, it's, have you ever realized you've never evangelized your best friend? Your best friend is a drunkard. You didn't even invite them to church. But we take you outside there for a crusade to speak to strangers. You will burst. So last month to do you Rafiki. Naserikali, hallelujah. To abeshi mayao, watupeye. Doskwile mungu wataongea, tutenda kuongelesha from a priestly level. Not to dishonor them, who will honor them. Will tell, oh king, live long. But thou says the Lord, where I come from, this and this and this, please watch out. If this does not happen, this will happen. And we will be respected when we, we are carriers of the genuine word. Yeah. Not going for envelopes. And selfies. Mm. So when we see them facing the mountain, we need to just call them and tell them, if we continue like this, that same God we called upon, we might call upon him again. Yes. That altar that endorsed you there is a reactive one. Yes. It's a reactive one. And it might cause a few things. And I'll share a few things when it comes to national directions. I'm saying this as a Kenyan. I don't hate my country. I love it so much. Hallelujah. 1-7. Now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for war to fight with Israel. And Achish said to David, you assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle. You and your men go to do. So David said to uh, Akish, Achish, Swali, you know what your servant can do. And Akish said to David, therefore I will make you one of my chief guardians forever. Now Samuel had died and all Israel. Now the death of Samuel simply meant the mouthpiece of Zion was no longer there. So prophecy was rare and buried in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spirit, are you seeing that word? Spiritists out of there. The system we are dealing with, and allow me to say this very clearly, there is a place our traditions move from values. Like, I love my tradition. I tell you there are values in my culture that I can never abandon. I can't. Honoring the old, that one I can't. Honoring my parents and seeking their blessing, those are very good values. Yes. Celebrating and and. Doing things that are in order with culture. But there is a level where culture now becomes spiritual. And now you are not dealing with elders. You are dealing with spiritists. And they will even come and tell you. Now the, in Kikuyu they call them Magogona. That language is spiritual now. It means now we are dealing with altars. We are not dealing with values. Now we have become spiritists. That we must slaughter a certain lamb facing a certain direction. At that level of blood and rituals. No, we are, we are not kikuyus. We are not spiritual. At that level now, we have lost our low nature. We are now spiritual. And at that level, spiritual programs begin to operate. Yeah, we, we, we need to embrace our culture. Like, our culture does not purport LGBTQ. Amazing culture. Yes. 
So we are Africans and African is our business. So please, if you are there and you have a lover and you, you disagree and then you kill each other, please don't make it an issue that looks like there are people targeting that gender. In fact, we are not even concerned with you. You live your life. All we know is that even our culture does not support it. Even we who are believers in the kingdom of God, we know this is not seen. This is antichrist spirit. Seen is when you miss the mark set by God. Meaning that you need to walk like this, you miss that mark, then that's a sin. And what do we do? We correct sinners, we don't judge them. But when it is an antichrist, antichrist means I created Adam and Eve and a man shall leave his father and mother and get joined to a woman and then you are not leaving your father you are getting joined to a man that is a curse and that is antichrist and Jesus said before my second coming this very spirit will be in the nation so don't tell me you, you are sinning differently let those who are sinning there is a sin missing the mark and there is perversion. Romans, since they rejected God, he gave them over to their reprobate mind. These are signs of a generation that has rejected God. It is not in our culture. We need to talk to our men. We need to talk to our women and tell them never has it been. And that's why now they are looking for Africans to endorse it to other Africans. We are not the West. We will stand shouting. We will talk to our men. And tell them, listen, brother, you are a man. By design, by nature, by operation, that's who you are. You can never be a woman. You can dress like one. And we need to get to a place when these bloggers are trying to push this agenda. We need to get to a place and share our mind. Yes. I'm believing God will come to a place when they are doing their pride month. We do ours. Paul says if we boast, we boast in Christ. We can also boast. And we go and say we are the redeemed of the Lord. We are straight and happy. Virgins and redeemed. Washed by the blood of Yeshua. Married and working. No, you see, we, we cannot be quiet yet we have the truth. It is the silence of the church that provokes some of these things to continue. It is a sorry state. I don't celebrate the death of anyone. No. The Bible says, in fact, God does not take joy in the death of a sinner. He does not. So don't think that heaven is happy. And no one has the right of another man's life. But, please, when two lovers kill each other in their perversion, don't make it an agenda to push your agenda. I was waiting for the investigations to come out because everyone was talking. And I said, let the investigation come out so that we can talk from facts. Yeah, and me I'll shout, I have a boy and a girl I'm raising. I have a mandate to, to, to the world, they will enter. Yes, if I keep quiet, when I know the truth, I'll be considered as the liars of our day. The majority don't support it, but they are quiet. And money has been poured. So they are looking for a space called advocacy. Advocacy is let people talk. Let them begin to talk. We know they are there. And some, some of their cases, some of them are very spiritual. Very spiritual. If I take you to the philosophies of this matter, it is Luciferianism. It is where they say, do what thou will. The argument has always been, let men do what they feel. 
We don't do what we feel. We do what we know. When we begin to operate on feelings, we go lower than animals. Because animals don't even have feelings. They have instincts. And animals in their instincts, they recognize gender. Now, we have logic, not instincts. We, we can't be lower than animals. No. No. It is not a feeling matter. Both, it's not a feeling. We are not a feeling generation. You are a rational man. You can make judgments and make decisions. If you answer life by emotions, you are doomed. Yeah, if you say today, don't feel like going. Listen, you'll die poor. Nobody wakes up to go to work because they feel like going. The motivation is end man's salary. On Monday tomorrow, you will lie to me that you'll wake up at five excited and say, wow, today is Monday. You'll wake up and yawn and say, who created Monday? Why? It's not a feeling issue. But then you remember landlord and say, okay, let me just go and work. If we did what we felt, we'll not be here. Oh, Jesus, may the Lord remember this land. And that's why there must be a revival to shake up some of these elements that are trying to be introduced. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We will talk. Me, I'm ready to talk. Hashtags to alama ya rally ku trends kumzima. Sasa ni nyamaze. Na mtu tuwa napoleka opinion zake kwa keyboard. Tu nyamaze aji. When a generation is waiting on this voice. Oh no, we have to shout. Yes, you have to shout. And if you are there and you are part of that community, you need deliverance, you need prayers. You need someone to walk with you. Because doors can be open in the spirit. Yeah, I've, I've done my research. I've discovered a few people. Their doors were open because of they were raped, some were abused sexually, some came from homes where they were abused sexually. So you need help. Yeah, you need help. And it's a door in the spirit. It's not a social matter, it's spiritual. Uh, we will teach you, Jesus spoke about two sides of the end. Sodom and Noah, those two sides. And he says, as it was in the days, not day, days. So you must go back to Luke 19 and Two exegesis of the days. Those days, men slept with men. The two angels enter Sodom. And the men of Sodom come. And Lot gives his daughters. And they say, we, don't, we, we are gay. We don't do girls. Please, Lot, go with your daughters. There are two men here. We want those two men. And they say to Noah, I mean to Lot, whatever we will do to you, you'll never forget. And that's when now the angels came and struck them. Is it not what we are now saying? As it was in the days. Days. Days of Lord. It is prophecy. And that prophecy ties it now to the Antichrist spirit. So we need to understand the prophetic time we are living in. So that we are able to raise the consciousness of a generation. And tell them it is not just sexual lust. It is a spirit moving in the end time. So oh unto you if you're not grounded in prayer because you are dealing with atmospheric powers. That's why our high schools are being turned into a lesbian center. We need to go to those schools and tell them this is not just a habit issue. It's a spiritual issue of the age we are living in. And you ought to overcome because if the trumpet sounds, you are a candidate of hell. And I'm not the one taking men to hell if the Bible that says so. Yeah. Don't want to say many things. But I hope the church will say the truth in that barrier. Because it's only the church that buries. 
unless you want to be banned. Yes. You hate us. We have the last word in your grave. That's why they said you better come to church willingly or you'll be brought forcefully. And then the preacher you hated will say ash to ash, dust to dust and cover the grave. And no one will talk after him. And when he says amen, the next thing the MC will get the mic. I say, well, Mama Mukai said, was inside Mukule. So please respect us when we are alive. Because we might speak when you are not there. But not you. Those are the ones in Morocco. You, you are saved. Hallelujah. So, so oh, where were we? Oh, Jesus. You know, those are matters that are very personal. Yeah, national matters. Generational matters. Yes. Some of you are parents. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't. Some, some of these things happen. Happen. Wakianza kwenda huko sijui wanaanza ku cross dress. Ah. Hata kweni celebrate. Hapana. Does everyone here has a Facebook account? So why are we keeping quiet? So when they are posting me ni ujinga ni utoto na hii Kenya. Pass. I tell you when a blog gets a thousand negative feedbacks, they will never update. That's the fact. When a radio station gets a thousand negative feedback, they will never bring that conversation. But you see, when they put it and people are like, hey, we need men that can be straight and of course rational, straight to the point. If all of us took advantage of their social media, we will change the conversation in this nation. You just write Kenya, Kenya, we are not ready for these behaviors. A thousand people, that thing will trend. But you know, believers, attack you, chokosam too. Najwa kunaje mangori mtuangu. Wachatutu wa preye. Ah. Ah. Eh. Kunaje ya kuchokorajina. Kati watu wa natoka. Life. I won't lie to you, nobody loves negative criticism. And if our voice will count, these conversations will die a natural death. Naturally. Atumunana munapigwa picha munaeka hivi, munakuta 4,000 comments. Alafu wanasema cyberbullying. No. It's not cyberbullying. You shared your opinion, we shared our opinion. Yes. This is the end chamber. It's militant. Boss ni war. Now that's why we have to go to our high schools. Yeah, this matter we have to address it. And no sugarcoating it. We must call it as it is. And allow them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because we must change a generation. Yes. And some of us must begin men forums and talk to the men. Yes. Last year I had a target that I want to go to 60% boys schools. Because no one is talking to our boys. We need to go and talk to men. And tell them you are a man. Not because of what you have in the account. Not because of what you are driving. Because you are a man first. And begin to raise people that can be responsible. We cannot be leading in terms of single mothers in Africa. Where are those fathers? They're the ones here taking selfies with slequids. Whereas the cry of a child cannot go to school. When you're here disturbing the whole estate with a Subaru. 
that's a failed man yes one day the tears of that boy will haunt you or that girl the one you neglected that tear will haunt you one day in your old age those slave queens never accompany you in trouble that's a fact i know a father who abandoned his children married four wives on his deathbed is the children that he abandoned that came for him even the doctors asked him how hated are you that no one visits you and that young man two of his sons got born again and they were the only ones who were born again they took care of him to his death the man was crying every time he saw them because he abandoned them never paid school fees they struggled they were in the streets later one of them made it through acting some of these children people abandoning they might be your strength hmm? One day you will go and you have kidney failure and the son you abandon has the right pattern of your kidney. At the time you'll begin to look for relationship and it will be too late. Now we need to have this conversation. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on, Lipigana Ball, Lile Church, Alavu Kakuja, Pakujificha. Please. Apa tutakumulika vizuri. Oyo mtoto mlete Sunday school na ujisamehe na maisha yendele na utafte mama muonge muonge ziku pigana bola alafu nakuja chachumpi alafu nainua mkono unakuwa asha pana pana watu wanakuona kwa picha za chacho wanasema huyu wangejua huyu ni nani Taliban Oh, Jesus. So, because of the word of God was rare. I know we're having a real conversation. The word of God was rare. This man went and rose the spirit of Samuel to hear what God was saying. And there is a desperation sometimes that makes people pursue ways that are not godly. There's a desperation that makes men. I was talking to Pastor Nyots and was telling me yesterday was dealing with a man who uses astrology. And he's a pastor running a church using astrology to tell to do predictions and the church is full of men because men are hungry for prophecy and people want to hear what God is saying please when you master prayer God is going to speak to you this is the word to life church congregation of prophecy and listen carefully I'll take the shortest time to share so that we can we can have time to do other things the Lord is moving us from Acts chapter number 2 and we are entering to Acts chapter number 3 and Acts chapter number 4. Acts chapter number 2 was, was defined by outflow, outpouring, and outburst. And last year, that was the word that God spoke to us. That it shall be an year of outflow, outburst, and outpouring. And by the grace of God, we saw many spiritual dealings happening. There was outpouring. We've had testimonies of people who could not pray. Now they are able to pray. Some were filled with the Holy Ghost. People touching very personal dimensions of the Spirit. That's an, uh, an outpouring. We had an outburst. Now, right now we're in that outburst. Are we together? That the Lord just grew the church in his own way. And he's still growing his church. The Bible says it is the Lord that added to the church. 
So the Lord, that outburst, we are seeing it and we have seen it. And, it, and we give God all the glory. And I pray that we will not lose the mandate and become entertainers of men that will do what the Lord has called us to do. And we also saw some level of overflow. Uh, it was amazing this year, even some of the sons in this house, doors were open. Pastor Nito was in Ghana and South Africa for ministry. Pastor Rashid, we were with him in Tanzania. Then he went to Tanzania alone. And we have seen nations opening up. Right now, some nations in the Arab world are really opening up. And we need to take the gospel there. So we've seen moving from Jerusalem. And we've seen ourselves going to other territories to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, into Acts chapter number 3 and Acts chapter number 4. What happened in Acts chapter number 3? The Bible says, now Peter and John, that's the first pattern. Peter was the oldest disciple. John was the youngest. So, church, we are entering into a time of partnership and convergence of both the young and the old. The face of the church is changing. And if you are here and you feel you are a little bit elderly, I want to now tell you why you came. God is releasing a partnership of Peter and John, the old and the young. And many old are about to come. And many young are about to come. Because there is an assignment for the two of them. In Malachi 4, the Bible says, I will restore the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and the hearts of the sons back to the fathers. Anytime moves of God are hitting a land, there must be a partnership of generations. This revival is not for one generation. It's a partnership of the two. And we are entering into that level of partnership. So please, the old mentor the young. And the young listen to the old. Look at this pattern in the book of Exodus 17, 8 to 13. God is releasing a Moses generation and a Joshua generation. The work of Moses will be to contend on the mountains. The work of Joshua will be to fight in the valley. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. This was the first battle that Israel ever fought. They were straight from Egypt. They were makers of bricks and not spears. And then the Amalekite showed up. And the Lord took advantage of the two generations. In the next verse we hear, And Moses said to Joshua, There was the Joshua generation. Choose as some men and go out fight with Amalek. The Lord is raising the young to go for battle. Don't expect to see the old in the Keshas. Don't expect to see the old in the crusades. But expect them to be praying for us. And he said, tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Moses took his position to intercede for Joshua. And God is now giving us the old as divine backup for prayer. And as I'm speaking right now, there are elderly people that God has been giving burden for the church and the ministers. It is a fact. Maybe you've never even told me, you've never met anyone, but God has just been waking you up because 
from your ancient days you were an intercessor a woman of prayer and you didn't know why you are getting burdens to pray for this church it is because Moses must ascend for Joshua to win meaning that if Moses gets tired Joshua loses so the success of Moses is the victory of Joshua and the success of Joshua is the prayer of Moses that partnership is coming the Bible says older women teach your daughters how to wail that wailing is coming and and God released Aaron and Ur to minister to Moses it is Moses hands that were lifted but they went there to support this is what we call support of ministry not only will Moses ascend but there will be a divine backup to support whatever needs to be supported hallelujah I know in my life I know and the Lord permitted me to see some of these people I know there are people who pray for me there are Moses who are on the mountain who lift their hands so that I can stand a lady almost traveled all the way from Atlanta to come and deliver prophetic word she didn't get the visa so we had to have a zoom call and she told me I had to deliver this word and I knew and I know there are levels of results you get and you know it's not your prayer only. Those who pray for me, please don't get tired. May God bless you. Hallelujah. And don't pray for me alone. Pray even for the pastor. May you be the Aaron and who who are going to lift our hands when we feel like we want to get tired. That's the pattern. Are you getting it? So, so, so there is a mandate. So the Bible says, and John and Peter go to that verse. So that's the pattern coming. Bonus if you will. So is your Kanisa Vijana. These are family church. Yes. And some of the women God will give you burden to mentor some of our girls into the ways of the Lord. When that burden comes upon you, please don't run away. And some of the men will also get a burden to mentor our men into the ways of the Lord. There is a partnership of generation. Oh servants go to this house and tie the old and the young donkey the master is in need of them the master is in need of the old and the young he wants to ride on them went up together to the temple at the hour of the ninth nine is the number of maturity of gestation it is in the nine month that people deliver we are entering the ninth hour that men will begin to bath possibilities of the spirit. And please, to my pastors, I want to encourage you. There are people you have counseled. There are people you have prayed for. They are no longer children. Please, don't be the wrong midwives. I included. Because some of you will touch dimensions we have never touched. The hardest thing sometimes is to think that the gifts of the spirit are exclusive to a certain group. Some of you will do miracles that none of our hands have ever done. Why? Because we are entering the ninth hour. Where men will begin to bath. I pray that I will not look at you with the eyes of flesh. But look at you with the eyes of the spirit. Knowing that you too God can partner with you. And knowing that we are entering into this hour. And this is my prayer because we are going back to crusades. We are going back. The world is dying in sin. We can't be, those that are outside are more than those who are here. 
So we can't enjoy this warmth when there is a lot of cold outside. And my prayer is that Lord raise a team, not a man. That as we go to that crusade, there are people who know our work is to intercede under the tent. Others know my work is healing. I may never preach, but these hands are anointed. That when an article of healing is made, we know there are brothers and sisters that God gave the gift of healing and they are able to heal. So that at the end of that meeting, it is not a man that receives the glory, but the body of Christ has worked to give the head the glory. I may have the grace of preaching. Another one will have the grace of prophesying. Another one will have the grace of healing. Another one will have the grace of working of miracles. At the end of the day, the one we serve is him. And that's my prayer. God is doing away with this one-man show. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing away with that. It is a risk in Zion. That you put all your investment in a man, then he's hijacked by pride. Now God is distributing himself among men. And the glory will be to him. A time is coming that you will not come because you saw Pastor Pastor T's preaching. You will come because you will know we go there to lift Jesus. Whether pastor is there, I will be a leader pastor because of protocol of leadership. But that does not mean that I'll be a leader, that I'm the only one who speaks in tongues. I'm the only one who sees. No. Even you, your eyes will be open. We'll gather as the body of Christ and serve God in our day as a body. The ninth hour is coming. Hallelujah. The ninth hour. Some of the testimonies, I began to look at my pastors. And I'm already locating their graces. That's why some of you come during the Wednesday meeting. And some people feel, I must talk to Apostle. I know my pastors. I know the graces they carry. There are matters you'll bring to me. And I know this one, Pastor Jimmy, is in charge. Because the Lord has given him the grace of deliverance. With Pastor Eugene. There's a time they prayed for a person who was not even in the office. So this person comes to give thanks during family Sunday. And I'm wondering, why are you giving thanks? And they're like, no, you know, we came to the office, we prayed for, and I'm like, okay, so Pastor Eugene in charge. So please, when you come to the office, these men have different graces. It's not a one-man show. Well, I know it matters marriage. I always take them to Pastor Peter. How can you write a book and you don't know what about marriage? That's the man. He has the grace there. Hallelujah. And there are people who just need to be loved, pastoral care, to be asked to Those ones you give Pastor Nyots, that, that he has that grace. Yeah. Some of us, we are too radical. You come to us, you leave heartbroken times too. Hallelujah. So I'm beginning to know my pastors with their DNA. So please, when you come to the office and you are referred to one of them, it's because we know what they carry. I don't carry everything. Bonus fuel. Yes. So we are entering the ninth hour. And some of you will also join some of those areas. Because we'll be knowing, ah, matters cancer, call so and so. According to the realm of the spirit, that one runs the cancer specialist. That one and cancer, they don't play jokes. Mm. Some of you will be kidney specialist. You are a nephrologist in the spirit. 
Yes. You touch kidneys like this, new ones come. That's the level we are entering. Yeah. They were written for belief. And then they met a cripple. They met a cripple. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. This man now, this level of notable miracles, we are dealing with ancient stubborn things, generational, that have disturbed me. Hallelujah. This lame man was known by the whole village. Everyone knew him. Some of your problems are known. When it is notable is when that known matter is addressed in the sight of men. The man was at the gate called beautiful. But the reality is the man became the gate to bring the beautiful news of Christ. Because after the healing of this man, Peter got an opportunity to preach in the synagogue about Jesus. Because you go and read the whole of three and four. The, the people knew the man and they saw him walking. And then they were told he was prayed for by Peter and John. And so that notable miracle became a platform of evangelism. The Lord is not addressing our appetite. The Lord is using your life as a gate of evangelism. There are things you will handle that your family cannot doubt. That this one has been with the Lord. Barren wombs will begin to be opened. Generational matters will be settled. And whether they doubt your gospel, they cannot doubt the notable miracles. That is the season we are entering. Things that men cannot argue with. But it will not be a platform of pride. It will be a platform to introduce Jesus to the people that matter in the community. This miracle became a door to evangelize. The Lord is not just giving us things to satisfy our appetites. He's making you as a door so that the name of Jesus can be lifted. And anyone and everyone under the sound of my voice, you are a candidate of what God is going to do in the next 12 months. Oh Jesus, I declare you will handle a tangible, notable miracle in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare whatever the Lord has programmed for life church, you are a partaker of it in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been coming to church. You are sickly and sick in this time. Kaboza, Laboria Kataya. In this time you will bring x-rays and results and there will be evidence of the power of Yahweh. He does not send his word to excite men. He follows his word to perform it. Notable miracles. For the glory of him. Hallelujah. Notable miracles. For the glory of him. Not to glorify a man. When these men were given the praise, they said, no, the Jesus you killed, died, resurrected, and now he has ascended. There are miracles that make us witnesses. He said, receive the Holy Ghost so that you can be witnesses, carriers of evidence. Miracles are not there to vindicate us as anointed men. They are there to introduce us as witnesses of a living God. We refuse to use miracles as a bait of filling church. May men come to meet Jesus and not a miracle worker. Our emphasis will not be on the miracle. Our emphasis will be on the Jesus that gave the notable miracle. Because when men doubt, there are miracles that kill their doubt. Hallelujah. 
Just sit down. I give you the seven demands to walk in this level. God is restoring the, the messianic dimension of miracles. In this season, we will see deformities coming back to shape. Oh, cripples are going to walk. Deformities from birth. Things will be corrected from birth in the name of Jesus. We are entering the level of messianic miracles. Leprosy. What is leprosy? It is a picture of diseases that have no cure. HIV, cancer, arthritis, diabetes. Whatever disease that does not have cure. We are entering a season where they shall bow. Allow me to tell you what I'm seeing in the spirit. I'm seeing x-rays of before and after. That's what I'm seeing. Things that even doctors cannot reject. That's exactly what is coming. And we shall receive miracles on this altar and we shall announce them and glorify Jesus the instruction for me in this year is to teach the miracles of Christ because the Lord was telling me every miracle will activate a faith and every miracle will begin to activate a dimension in the lives of men so I have to teach all the miracles because every miracle was activated by a certain knowing We will begin to see the dead being raised. Uh, one day Pastor Ronnie gave us a testimony of how he was in the place of prayer. He didn't feel like waking up at three and he wanted to pray in the bedroom. The Holy Ghost told him, go to a usual place in your sitting room. And as he was praying, he had commotion in the stairs. And when he checked out to see what was happening, he found a couple carrying a dead child and they were waiting for the taxi. He took the child, prayed in tongues. The child had already begun to turn in color and the child came back to life. Those testimonies will intensify. Allow me to say this with humility. I've never prayed for the dead and they came back to life. That is my major point. I'm trying to say that you will come with a testimony. You, you, you will come with a testimony and declare that this year I've seen the notable miracle in my own life because God will work through you. Yeah. Deaf ears and dumb spirits, they will open. Allow me to tell you, we are not the ones that heal the sick. We are not the ones that raise the dead. I'm, I'm reaching a place where I'll be very okay to invite even cripples in church. And I'll pray for them. Whether they walk or not, I've done my part. Yeah. If the power is mine and they don't get healed, then I failed. But it's the one that healed so I'm coming to that place and that's why I'm believing God we get our space so that we can be doing altar calls and pray for men and believe because we have to step in faith yeah and see these things in our day yes so welcome to faith yes not to prove any point but to lift him up the Bible says he's the same yesterday today he's the one that changes not we are walking in that level of the unchanging God now please, these are the seven things. Please go and read Acts chapter number 4 because these are the seven things that are going to activate these dimensions. Number one, men full of the Holy Spirit. Acts 4 verse 8, men full of the Holy Spirit. Men full of the Holy Spirit. This is a season to commune more with the Holy Ghost. To sink and soak. Buy books. Study. Pray in tongues more. Until you sense you are touching new dimensions. Men full of the Holy Spirit. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people, we are entering that level. Men can look at you and know you are full of the Holy Spirit. Number two, men full of boldness. Men full of boldness. 
Look at 413. Acts 413. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter, boldness can be seen. One of the greatest threats to a church is that when the church becomes a coward. The worst thing you can lose in this life is your life. But when you understand that death is a promotion to glory, you don't entertain death. This is how the gospel advanced. The men of old were motivated by death. I read the story of a saint called Polycarp. At the age of 85, he was taken through the proconsul of the Romans. He was told, respect your age. And was told, please just denounce Jesus, curse him and leave. And he said, no, I'd rather seal what I've been teaching with my own blood. And the early church, the Roman govern, government used to write and say, if you want to know true Christians, one, they can never bow to the image of Caesar and they can never denounce their God. The sword was not a threat because they knew. That's why the Bible says, I believe in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, if I'm not wrong, that no one can declare Jesus is Lord and no one can fail to cast Jesus if the spirit is not in them. Because those men were given the opportunity to cast Jesus, but they were bold unto death. Our war is very simple. We are fighting with hashtags. 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 Ati pasiu na trend. Watu wameka maemoji na mamin zako. Hashtags. When men were being beheaded. Ah. Soldiers of faith. And listen, there's a place you come from for that boldness to be activated. Not in the streets hearing what men are saying. It is in the presence. In that place you die. By the time they throw stones, you don't stop your message. You say, in fact, I see him sit, rising now. They are stoning you for the one you're preaching. But you lift your eyes and say, I can see him. Stones don't stop your sound. Men sold out to do the will of God. Look at 19 and 20. Men sold out to do the will of God. Time to please men is over. It's time to serve an audience of one. If God is happy, I'm okay. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, more than to God you judge. Look at 20. For we cannot but speak the things which you have seen and heard. They said concerning this matter, they were being threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus. They said, that's your opinion. Us, God is above your opinion. That's the generation God is looking for. Number four, men sold out to prayer. Look at 24. Men sold out to prayer. If there is a year to praise this year, I'm believing God to fast the whole of this year. That's my faith. I'm praying for that grace. Not to make a statement of pride, but just to sustain a certain frequency. There is a level you fast until your stomach is aligned. I did 90 days. I've never recovered. I, I, from the time I did 90, lunch left my memory. Even my wife knows. They always call me to ask me, are you eating? Because my stomach refused to adjust. Now I want to this 40 to adjust and align. Please, don't join me if you have not had God. You might faint on the way and it's not healthy. And I'm not saying they come by fasting. But there is a dimension I want to die and encounter him. We don't want to be saying, Zine sikuza, iso siku zikwe. Eh. They must be there in our day. Number six. Number five. People of one heart and one sound. 
One heart and one soul. Unity. 32. We must be one. Love one another. Believe in one another. Support one another. When you sense Pastor Eugene has a certain grace, don't fight him. Celebrate him. When you sense a certain person has a certain anointing, let them manifest. We are not here to bring men down. Number six, radical kingdom financiers. Somebody say radical. Kingdom financiers. Look at 34 to 37. We, we, we can't stand on the truth when we are looking upon governor for money for crusade. No. I was told the last time Kenya was doing the prayer movement, the, 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 the walk, every county. Yes. Apostle Kemani said, the people gave more than enough. And that's how they did the Kasarani National Prayer. And they never entered any county begging any leader. They had their money, their trucks. All they wanted was the, the, the stadiums. But again, they never dishonored them. They prayed for them, invited them. And that's why they were not enticed by any political side. It was prayer for Kenya, for peace. They never took any political side. There are those who prophesied and their prophecy came to pass and we bless God for them. Hello? But now there are those who stepped aside and said, all we want is a man on that throne and peace in this nation. Let the Lord plant who he wants to plant and let peace prevail. And they went round. When, when, when the church is economically incapacitated, the devil can release demons and devils to finance and hijack even your pastor. Yes. It's very easy. I bless the Lord. I don't look at your time. I don't know who gives what. And it is intentional. So that the day I don't see on Sunday, I begin to say, Nikama 40k leo. Who you are kendo, you're big fish. So I always tell the Lord, whoever gives whatever he gives, let it be between you let me love all the same. Whether a householder or a manager. Whether you tied in thousands in dollars or in shillings. I know you are here because God has brought you here. And I made it intentional. Hallelujah. So me, I don't even know you. But as in me. So ukiona na kusalimia casually na unatoanga makubwa makubwa. Please I don't see. But God sees. But we love you and we honor you. Bonus view. When you are blessed, we will respect you and honor you. But at the end of the day, we will just relate with you from church. Look at this. Now there was there was, there, there, nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them. It's not easy to sell a land and house and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. Where did they bring them? Laid them at the apostles? Listen, that's where they laid them. But those things did not belong to the apostles. Laying them is submitting them to the authority of that ministry. But that does not mean that that is laid belongs to the man. It belongs to the one that gave him the authority to be the authority. 
know there is that gospel. Come and put it under apostle's feet. Then the apostle is looking. You put a thousand, he says, God bless you. You put a hundred, he says, oh Jesus. No. And can I say something there? When God raises radical givers, the church must be radically accountable. Yes. Yes. The church must be radically. One day I'll come here and declare my wealth. Not now. So that when you see me and my wife dressing well, you know it's not your offering. It's true. So that because we have radical givers and radical eaters. Let me show you the, the next verse there, 36. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas, he was given a nickname. Anytime they saw him, they called him son of encouragement. A Levite of the country of Cyprus sold his land and brought the money and laid it at the apostles. When you know the Bible, Levites did not have land. They didn't have an inheritance. So this was a very valuable thing to this Joseph. Meaning that by laying it there, he expected accountability. Moses collected an offering for the building of the temple. The Bible says he told them the measure of gold, silver and bronze that was collected. Meaning that they counted and gave feedback. And after giving feedback, they said it's now enough. Don't give. May the Lord help us. God gave me personal instructions. He told me, sir, if you want to secure your old age and the destiny of your children, don't abuse my offer. That one came personally. He said, sir, don't coerce a widow who cannot even feed her children to give a seed so that you can take your family for holiday. You, you are in Mombasa eating seafood when a widow gave all that she had because she had a blessing will come and she's desperately in need and you said without a seed I won't pray for you. I tell you that's a curse you are bringing over your life. In your old age, you might cry. Okay. My wife is here. You know, I always say these things on the pulpit because she's my preacher at home. She's the one who reminds me and tells me we vowed never to eat any members or manipulate the church or coerce or threaten because we know we have our own project. And God has sorted me. Yeah. Can I tell you how I survive? Me, I'm always fed by ravens. I, I might check my phone and realize a raven has already delivered supper. And that system is a good one. Yes. There are times I receive money here from China. And I don't know who sent. And they don't even say. They don't even what's up. And I always know that's my bread. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. My employer is a good one. Hmm? So tell your neighbor, radical kingdom financiers. And they are coming. No one will manipulate you. No one will threaten you. I tell you, we will begin to see this level of people selling houses and land. Not by any threat. I, right now I have two title deeds in the office. This dimension was opened by the pastors. Yeah, they began by giving their titles. Pastor Ken and Pastor Ron. And we are converting them to now become an asset in, in the church. So we, we sell it. The, the team will decide what they want to do. Because it's not mine. It's for the church. Hallelujah. So I'm believing these levels will increase. Amen. You'll just sleep and look for us on Monday. I say, are you in the office, pastor? Yes, the Lord spoke to me. And I'll know, yes, because Monday there is no keyboard. There is no worship. So it means there was no excitement. And we'll tell you that's okay. And before you give this man of giving when you're married, consult with your husband or your wife. Please, you must come as a couple. The pattern of Acts 5 was the right one where they came Ananias and Sapphira. The problem, they tried what Jose was doing without the grace of Jose. Please, never sell anything because you had men sell. Now, because pastors, you have had Ronnie gave and you have a couple please don't give if God has not spoken. You'll struggle. You don't know what Ronnie had. You'll struggle. Yeah. The final one is men sold out to Jesus. Men sold out to Jesus. Let me just give a few things that God gave me on a national level. Five of them. Then we pray and go. Number one on a national level. There will be a rift between two key leaders. Two key leaders close to the president. There will be a very major rift unless something happens but there will be a rift and it is not very good for the nation because it's going to, to slow down some few operations we need to pray for those two key leaders because the signs are already there but it's going to intensify please don't put names if God has not given you you leave them like that I'm just giving updates there will be a rift number two and this one I had to consult with a few people who pray. There's a time I was just in my house and I saw a vision and I saw the flag of Kenya half. And in this season, a very key leader will rest, which will bring sorrow, tears, a little bit of shake up, but the time for him to rest has come. And he's a key leader. The word is very key. Don't put any names. I know, but don't put any names. We can't untwist God. Number three, God is separating the church from the state and God is also separating the church from the world. That separation is so radical that some ministries will actually close down if they don't align. Some of these ministries' prophetic warnings have been given repeatedly and continuously and because of the mandate and the destiny of the nation the Lord has to separate and that line will be so clear and so there will be a separation of church and state 
and there will be a separation of some people because of what is happening. Number four, two winds are about to hit Kenya. Two winds. One is a wind of genuine move of the spirit and the other one is a counterfeit wind. These winds will hit our land. Before the year ends, you'll hear of meetings and gatherings in all dimensions. Two winds. One is a counter wind. The other one is a genuine wind. The Lord is saying it will take discernment to know the counter. Why? All these meetings will have miracles. All of them they will preach in the name of Jesus. All of them they will seem to lift Jesus. But there is only one that carries the true pattern. And it can only be judged by the spirit behind and the intensity of the word. So there are two winds. So the church must be very alert to avoid deception. The enemy knows the time that Kenya is entering. And he's working very hard to counter the very genuine move. So please be on the lookout. The one will look like, in fact you may not know, it will take real discernment to know what is happening. Number five, the Lord is calling the church to pray for the government because the next five years are ordained to be years of economic prosperity for the nation of Kenya. But there will be a few disruptions and so we need to pray for the president. We need to pray for the vice president. We need to, need to pray for the leader of operations of governments. We need to pray for governors. We need to pray for, for MPs, senators. There are leaders that are planning for 2027. It is too early. That's the sad reality. So we need to pray that these five years, the, whatever God has ordained, will be manifested and what I hear loudly is that this economic lifting will affect the church majorly it will not just be a lifting to the people in the world the church is aligned there so please align yourself for those that are in business register your business put them aligned there will be many what do I call them grants are we together the second phase of what they are calling the hustler fund is now going to be given to businesses, not individuals. So please, if you have intelligence, you already know what, it, what this means. Align your business, register, have KRA, put documents in order and get ready. Because some of the people have great ideas, but what they missed was money. It will now be delivered. Bonus if you will. So align yourself. The, this may not be the government you voted in, we are here, we are democratic. But listen, when you get in a bus and the driver driving you don't like him, you don't pray for an accident because you're in that bus. The wisdom you must pray for the driver to take you to your destination. So please, this government is the one that is there. Let us pray for it. The success of this government is the success of our nation and the success of us because we are the citizens. Let us pray. The church, after many prayers, I think, I don't even think there are prayers again happening in state house because that has always been the culture. It's either the people leave the church or the church leaves the people. But we can call them wherever we are. Hallelujah. So that is what the Lord is saying. And my prayer is, everyone under the sound of my voice, you have entered a season of notable miracle. From this very hour, in fact as I'm talking right now, somebody is being healed of a shoulder. 
the Lord is speaking and saying, I am lifting burdens from men. You are entering a time where the power of God will be available. We are moving into Acts chapter number 3 and Acts chapter number 4. I commission you to the realities of Acts 4.14. Let us 4.16. What shall we do to this man? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evidence to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. Let us all read. This shall be your guiding scripture. One, two, three. What shall we do to this man? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evidence to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. This shall be your word in 2023. The notable miracle is coming upon your life. Things that money can never deliver. I declare over your life the power of El Elyon shall be available in the name of Jesus. Everyone is a candidate of this dimension. None of you shall be left out none of you shall be left out i declare this shall be an year of testimonies you will testify of the goodness of the lord in the land of the living i cancel premature death i cancel contentions in the spirit i declare divine alignment i declare even in this service someone is receiving the notable miracle now in the mighty name of jesus even in this service kapaya polia baratosi let the matter be settled receive your miracle now in the mighty name of Jesus notable miracles I get to a miracle notable miracle over your health notable miracle over your womb notable miracle over your finances notable miracle over your marriage notable miracle over your life I declare a time of encounter you shall encounter Jehovah you will meet the Lord in the land of the living the power of the Most High shall not be strange over your life ah. I see Jesus this will be our song we have only one business to lift him up Every miracle will be a door to exalt him. Ah. I'm upon the throne. This will be our song of the season. Sound in this season. I see it ascending everywhere. I see the spirit fixing things around. I through the lamb upon the road. I see.
The Bible says, Where I am lifted, I will draw men to myself. Lord, in 2023, let it be about you. Lord, let it not be about any man, but let it be about you. Lord, anyone that you will bring to our gathering, may they never see a pastor, may they never see an elder, may they never see a leader, let them see you. Lord, we hand over these altars unto you. Take over, Spirit of the living God. Take over your church. Take over our lives. Take over. Believe Be lifted, be lifted. The Bible says, when Ananias and Sapphira messed up, Peter looked at them and said, what have you done? Why can why why do you do such a thing against the Holy Ghost? Though they laid their offerings under the apostles' feet, the apostles were submitted under the feet of Jesus. Ah, Holy Ghost, take over your church. Jesus said, I'm not gonna leave you as an orphan, but I'm gonna leave you with a spirit. He's going to comfort you. He's going to teach you of all the truth and remind you. He said, I stand on the door. If anyone hears and opens the door, I shall enter and commune with him. We open our doors, Spirit of God. Ah. Oh
how will this be? The angel answered and said, With God, all things are possible. But Mary, the power of the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. I declare in this atmosphere, people that are believing God for the impossibility, let the power of the Holy Ghost overshadow you now. He said, and the power of the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. Receive that overshadowing of the Spirit of God. How shall it be? The Holy Spirit shall overshadow you with God. All things are possible. Azola. Basola. Bekani manila haspela. Kalomina hande. Espeles copela. Azomina kapaya. Zelia. Karomina telahina. Azoke telepela. How shall this be? The power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Let the power overshadow you now. Let the you now divine possibilities you are getting out of an area of impossibilities Kayabana Bakotalaba ancient matters battles of old contentions in the spirit the ninth hour the time to deliver thank you Jesus just lift up your hands to Zion I release you as a candidate of Acts 4 16. I usher you to a season of notable miracles. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.